Welcome to the Cuts and Culture Podcast. I am your host, Jay Griff, and this is episode one, an interview I did with my fellow barber brother, Michael Banks, on his platform, Barbershed, on YouTube. During this interview, we discussed a host of topics from a bit of my origin story, haircut prices, and why I decided to leave a six-figure clientele in Chicago and relocate my family to Tampa, Florida. Put your headphones on and enjoy the conversation. Seen the, the, they know, know what it is. Hey, it's, it's early. Mike got me in here <laughs> on a Monday early. <laughs> yeah, but um, for you know, I'm definitely gonna promote everybody. Watch the original first interview that I did with my boy Duke and Cut. Yes, sir. But, uh, just for those that are won't go back and watch the first one, I want to kind of recap on just who is Duke and Cut. Right. Okay. Are you asking me that? Yep. We recording right now? Yeah, we recording right now. Okay. Thanks for telling me. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Duke and Cut. Um, My name is Johnny Barber. Been a barber now for 13 years. Yeah, 13 years. um, Own a shop, Lombard, Illinois. We've been in business for six years. And um, I guess what would describe me is... I'm just a uh, a lover of people. I love people. I love to serve people, man. And I think, you know, having people come in one way and leaving with a smile is what keeps me passionate about being a barber. You know, it's it's really deeper than just cutting hair. You know, we, we are the first people that uh, people come to, uh, hey, man, what did you do when you first met your wife? Or yeah. how was it when you, you know, thought this or thought that? And, yeah. you know, we're, we're typically the first kind of guys that, you don't get that information. So it's, it's a special, uh, you know, bond and a special career. Yeah, so. Do you think the barbershop is kind of like the first line of defense for men and, you yeah. know, going into like manhood and they go to the barbershop? To yeah, I, I definitely think so. Yeah. I think it's changed over the years, um, but I definitely think it's the traditional, like, go to the barbershop, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, have good conversation. And uh, I think that's still a thing. Yeah. yeah. So So what was what's your like beginning story? Like not like starting off as a barber. Yeah. But what was that moment where you had that idea like I think I might want to be a barber. What was it like when you was just going to get your hair cut in the barbershop? Yeah. And then what was that moment for you where you was like, you know, I think yeah. I think this is something I might want to do. Man, growing up, man, uh getting a haircut was it was uh, uh my dad didn't play that, so we had to stay for, he had us get a haircut every two weeks. And so my brother, um, who was, he's not my, my biological brother, but he was kind of a kid my dad had raised. He was a barber. And so he started cutting our hair. And so every week he would come over and cut my hair and give me the designs. And the, mm-hmm. back in the 90s, it was the Nike sign and Michael Jordan. So he would do all of that. And so I stayed fresh as a kid. And so um, 96, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I started going to the barbershop. And so going to the barbershop, and it was just, man, I just always looked up to barbers. Barbers just seemed to be these cool dudes that just had it. Like, this is, they was always fresh. They seemed to be making a lot of money. Um, and they was artists. You know what I'm saying? And I connected with that as a young as a young mm-hmm. person. And, um, yeah, and I think the barbershop for me growing up was just kind of like the staple in, in the community. It's like everybody, it was so crazy. Even, you know, where we from, man, like, nothing happened in barbershops. Like, nobody got shot or killed and... It was like everything else. You go outside, dude, selling dope. They every, but the killers was coming into the shop getting fresh. <laughs> it was like the barbers was protected, like you know, in the neighborhood. So um, I always like connected with that. Like, man, this is dope. So um, fast forward to uh, my son being born. My firstborn. He was born in 2005, and uh, uh, I would say I started cutting. I took him to the barber shop to get his first haircut. Took him to try me. Try me. Yeah, took him to try me, man. I'm like, I'm going to start you off right. And uh, L couldn't cut him, obviously, because I ain't had to wait all day. But, uh, <laughs> shout out. Love you, L. But um, I went to, I forget the guy's name. He's not there no more. But went to him. And my son acted a fool in the chair, bro. I mean, just crying after, the, you know, the whole thing, just going crazy. And so he really didn't get a cut because he just couldn't take it. Yeah. So um, a couple of weeks later, I had some clippers laying around like every dad, and I just started cutting his hair. Just put one, one guard on and just went with the grain and just cut his hair. I wasn't taught it. It's just one of those things. Being in the barbershop, I just I'm looking at it, at how they're doing it, and I'm just it just kind of was I was a natural, and I just started cutting his hair. 
lined him up and um, texted one of my friends who was a barber, like, hey, man, what do you think? Is this, this cool? Is this decent? It's like, man, it's, look, it's, you know, it's all right. Good question. What was that like for you as a father cutting your son's hair? It was it was dope, man. Um, I, I felt like it was a bonding time like yeah. for us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I felt really good that it looked all right, you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, please let this be straight. And I had some, uh, what I, I had some Remingtons. Mm-hmm. Some, oh, some, yeah. Yeah, some Remington liners, and um, <laughs> it was, yeah, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did it, bro. I got to send you some pictures of them first cuts, but uh, a couple years. I that you got that. Yeah, I still got those first couple cuts. In um, 2008-ish, I got laid off from my job. I was working at Wild Cable, and so that's around mm-hmm. the time the job market had kind of crashed. And so everybody's getting laid off. So I got laid off. So I remember, I'll never forget it, bro. I got laid off, and I was so angry. And uh, I came home, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning, and uh, my wife was like, what are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, I got, man, he fired me, I got laid off. And you know what I just told her? I said, I never want to feel this again. And she was like, what? I was like, I don't want anybody to have this much control over my life like this. Like, mm. they just woke up one day and fired me. <laughs> like legit and I'm not one of those people that's like lying that's a big backstory. no like it was it was crazy like yeah, we no longer need you to do this job anymore that was, that's that's literally what my manager said wow. randomly on like a Tuesday and so I'm like I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to I don't want to feel this way anymore and so I started considering barbering I'm like okay well I don't know how much barbers make I really don't know so let me go talk to Erskine. So I just went to talk to Erk. Shout out to Erskine. When talk, went to talk to him. This was probably like early 2009 at this point. And so, no, no, I'm sorry. This was middle of uh, 2008, like the summer. So I went and talked to him. He was in his suite. He was in Glendale Heights. He had just moved to Glendale Heights. And so I sat down with him. I said, hey, man, look, I'm thinking about going to barber school. I'm like, do you think it's a good career? Not, I know you're doing it, but you do women's hair, too. And so I don't know, should I go to what, like, how should I do this? And he's like, man, that'll be the best decision you ever made. He's like, I've, I've been making a lot of money, man. It's a great career. And I'm, I'm finna, uh, looking at opening up a shop. And if you go to school now, when you're done, you have a place to work. And I'm like, all right, cool. So went, talked to him and started looking at different schools. Went to visit, um, what's that school on the south side? Uh. I didn't go to Larry's. McCoy's. Yeah, McCoy's. Went up there, went to McCoy's, and um, I walked in there, and I'm thinking it's going to be a school. Like, I don't know, right? So mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's going to be a receptionist desk. I'm thinking it's going to be a school. <laughs> Man, barber schools is like a barber shop. Yeah. That's all it is. And uh, you sit down and read for 30 minutes, and then you back on the floor cutting. <laughs> and so uh, so I talked to the lady, and we, she gave me some information. I'm like, all right, I'll check the school out. Then I heard about his and hers. On the west side, which is way closer to me. So I went over there, talked to Miss Elaine um, over there, and she gave me some info. And I was like, man, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Took me a couple weeks, prayed on it. I think I'm going to do it. And so 2008-ish, I started barber school. And that was a whole nother experience. <laughs> but uh, it was a good experience. We, we had a lot of fun. Uh, the first haircut I did in school was a bald head. And so... Yeah, the first pair of Clippers. I, what, you got your school kid. We had a pair of Masters. Uh, what else? A pair of T-Outliners, some Excels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. and so, yeah, man, so started with a bald head, bro. Didn't know how to hold the Clippers properly. You know what I'm saying? I was already cutting, but it's just, you know, the barber technique. I just yeah. was kind of like, you know, going with it how I felt was right. But being in school, cutting with guys that's been doing this for a while, I was like, oh, I was doing it wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, so I want to make what what we're doing right now like speaking to our younger selves yeah absolutely speaking to our younger selves like for me I missed out on so many relationships mm-hmm. uh, because it was like I had to be at the shop I had to work if I don't work I don't, I don't eat. eat right <laughs> Right. I, 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 you know, I got to be here. Right. I'm a, I'm personally a one income household. Mm-hmm. I got five sons. Right. Um, 
how happy are they going to be if we sitting around the crib holding each other, watching movies, and the lights go out? Right. Well, y'all hungry. <laughs> yeah. He growing, so you got to feed him. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I know that's, you know, over-exaggeration or whatever, but it was like, it wasn't until my later years, within these past six years, that I've been really focused on the business side of being behind the chair. Yeah. And I realized that I had so many opportunities that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. And yep. one of the things that I, I believe is special about you mm-hmm. and then the reason why I'm like I put like a highlight on you is because of the mentality that you came into the industry with. Mm-hmm. The focus that you had. Um and I remember a time that you kinda lost that focus a little bit. Yep. It was like, you know. Yeah, I ain't man. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. what so let's just tell them what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I was at the shop and um, everything I was good. I was working, grinding, you know, but trying to create that work, trying to create that work balance, uh, you know, that, that work-life balance. And, and I just started, I started to feel like I was uh, burning out. You know what I'm saying? I was burning out, bro. I was... You know, working six days a week, you know, eight in the morning, seven o'clock at night, you know, six days a week, you know, and wasn't seeing my family, wasn't going to church, wasn't doing the things that I enjoy doing, didn't do any music, wasn't like all the things I love to do. I'm like, I'm just giving my whole life to this thing. And I'm like, if this is it, if this is the only way, and if you work for Erskine, <laughs> that is the only way. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I'm like, man, I need to get, I, I, I got to do something else. I got to do something else. So I reached out to uh, my guy Craig Moore, who's my insurance agent, still is, still is, worked for State Farm, and I was like, man, I want to, I want to just, can I do, can I work for you, bro? Can I do something different? You know what I'm saying? And we sat and had lunch, and he went over some stuff, and got my license, and told Erskine like, hey man, I'm done, man. And he was like, what? Like it threw him off <laughs> completely, obviously. <laughs> like what? What do you mean? Like took some, and I just, I'm like, I just, I just left. I just walked away. Because I was, bro, I was stressed out. I was burnt out. I didn't want to see hair no more. I was just, I was done. And so I remember working at State Farm, bro, being in that quiet office, bro. I'll never forget walking in there with my coffee and my little tie and all of this <laughs> and, my little, <laughs> and my little business bag and sat there, man, you know, and I'm just like, this is trash. This is trash. This is, ain't nobody to crack jokes on. Ain't no, ain't nobody playing 2K. Ain't nobody yeah. talking about LeBron. Nothing like, I'm like, man, this is. And so it, I was there for like four months. And then I think I met, I came, I was used cutting my hair at the time. I think I came to you, you cut my hair. And I think I asked you like, bro, is, what, like, how do I do this? Like, I need a schedule. Do y'all have a schedule? Like, I didn't know any of this. I, all I knew was, be at the shop, open the clothes. That's all I knew. You know what I'm saying? I was a little robot. I didn't know anything else. So I talked to you. I talked to Sam Lemire. I talked to uh, Haven. Mm-hmm. Reached out to him. Reached out to uh, Todd Bernard. I reached out to other barbers. And I'm like, man, like, am I in the Twilight Zone? Or do y'all live at the shop every day? Because if y'all do, I can't do this. You know, I remember Haven was like, man, bro, you just got to have a schedule that works for you and your family. And it seems so simple, but... It was like a light bulb moment. I'm like, yeah, he's right. All right. So I sat down with my wife. This is before I even talked to Erskine about coming back. Sat down with my wife. I said, what if let's let's work out a schedule? Because I'm like, I can't do this. You know, and I was still some weekends cutting some of my clients at, at, at home because I was still wanting to cut hair. I just was burnt out in the way I was in way in which I was doing it. Yeah. So worked out a schedule that worked for me and my family. And I just sent Erskine a picture of my little name tag. <laughs> and he's like, yo, is you back? You coming back? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm coming back. And so I ended up starting back. And first day back, had a super packed day. Had like six Beijings. And this is around the Beijing era, yeah. the golden era. Of 20- How much was the Beijing during that time? $60. $60. How long did it take you to do? About, a, about 45 minutes to an 45 hour. 45 minutes from start to finish? No. Not about an hour. About an hour? Yeah, about an hour and an hour. Yeah, because... Baby, you gotta let it. I forgot. I don't use it no more. So yeah. I'm spoiled with just for men. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta let that joint sit. Oh, well, I want to talk about that just just for men. Okay, I had an epiphany. 
Okay. <laughs> so we, uh, so yeah, I had like six bays. Man, couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah, I was, I came back killing it, and uh, my Duke and Cut brand had already started. Um, but I really locked in on like my goal at that point. Like, okay, in two years, I want to open up a shop. You know what I'm saying? And and I just stuck to that. And I just focused, competed, traveled, did everything to promote the brand. And and next thing you know, I I got to the point where I was outgrowing where I was at. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I needed to be in the shop earlier. I needed to stay later. I needed to come on weird days and weird times, and it and, and it just wasn't working. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, it's time. Yeah. And so I ended up starting, growing, having a, a suite, and um, the rest is history. I know we're gonna get to the rest of the history, but it's <laughs> that's kind of where. Yeah, so I remember I said this before. You've heard me say this a lot. I was like, um. When I started using the name The Haircutter, that was back on MySpace there. Mm-hmm. And it was originally not the T-H-E, it was the, D-A, The Haircutter. Did everybody start their name like that? Griff, <laughs> mine was like Johnny DeBarber or something like that, my style seat days. And it was, um, and it was really out of ego because it was like at that time, like, like man, I just, I cut hair, I cut whatever, men, women, children. Black, white, you know, curly, dogs, straight, cats. cats, dogs, fleas. You, you got a piece of hair? I'm going to cut it. <laughs> I was like, you know, so it was like, man, I'm the haircutter. Like, right. Like, because it was just like I felt so confident that it didn't matter. Right. It didn't matter who sat in my chair, I was going to cut the hair. Right. Um, but then you came with Duke and Cut. Mm-hmm. And that's and, 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 and matter of fact, I, I really cussed when I, when I like, for real. not out of hate or envy. Yeah, yeah. It was like, man, that's so genius. I was like, man. And I didn't even understand Brandon at that point. Yeah. So my question is, did you intentionally do it? Like, did you understand Brandon at that Brandon at that point, or did yeah. it just fall into your lap? Bro, it was so crazy. So when I was at the shop. My first couple of years, you know, nobody remembered my name. I'm just a new buyer. I'm just a, a dude that can cut a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And so it, I'll never forget, around this time, we're talking 2012, 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. like, you know, Facebook is starting to really pop off and Instagram. Instagram wasn't around then, but Facebook, Twitter, you know, Google, starting to, like, pop. Dude, we getting old, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> Right? <laughs> starting to do his thing. And so I remember I needed, I wanted to create a Twitter handle, a Twitter uh, name. So it was just, I don't know, it just hit me, bro. It's like, all right, just do can cut. That'll be my name on Twitter. That's right. all it was for me, like at one point. Right. And then, um, you know, it just, I, I remember thir- 2013, I started to, you know, I needed to separate myself. I needed to separate Johnny. You know what I'm saying? I needed to be, I needed to be known as something because barbers had just started to really take branding and stuff serious. And so uh, this is before the logo was created. This is before all of that, you know, but I know I needed something to be remembered by. And so, um, and it was easy for people to remember. It puts a smile on people's face. Every time somebody say it, it's like, oh, well, all right, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and so I remember my first cards. I'm standing on the card, you know what I'm saying? And it just said hashtag Duke and Cut on the card and uh, had my little my Instagram and stuff when it first came out. And so that's really how I started, man. And then I would say a couple years after that, 2014, 2013, is when I said, man, I need a shirt that says it because I'm, I'm competing. You know, now I'm, I'm competing in these hair shows and stuff. So I'm like, I need a, I need a logo. I need a, I need a shirt that says Duke and Cut. And so created a shirt, my first shirt. That joint was trash. And uh, it's just like ironed on letters that said Duke and Cut across the front. I think I still got that shirt. That's a classic. I need to, like, frame that joint. But uh, went everywhere with it. I wore it everywhere, bro. Wore it to the shop. Wore it everywhere. And so, you know, it just took off from there and so it's just easy for people to remember and remember sitting at the table with my wife sketching out a logo and she drew a she drew a circle 
And I was like, man, we need to put like the D here, put a put a razor there, and we just created it together. And um, and then it just it just went to the moon after that, bro. How instrumental has your wife been oh my to your gosh. business? Uh, she was she's been huge, man. That um, I wanted to quit several times, especially in those early years. You know, making one hundred fifty dollars a week and two hundred dollars a week and. <laughs> Bro, it was rough. Bro, it was rough. Sitting around like this on a Saturday. <laughs> on a Saturday, yeah. Saturday, chilling. Everybody else cutting but me. I'm the new guy without a beard. and <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so, that's okay. It was it was tough, man. Uh, but I just remember just her encouraging me. And just, you know, just believing and seeing something that I didn't see early on. You know, and so that she was huge for that, man. She was huge because I'm like, as a man, I'm like, I want to provide. I gotta go, gotta go get, I'm just get a job. Because I went into this not thinking that this was gonna be a job, bro. I went into this thinking this was gonna be something I can do until I find a job. Mm. You know, what I'm saying mm. so. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it it started off with just I'm gonna go to barber school. I'm gonna have a trade, and then I'm gonna go to the shop, and then if some once something come up. I'll at least have this as a backup. That's that's my that was my approach. Same to me. Yeah, for real. Yep. Yeah, and, and then supposed to be a music major. Yeah, there you music go. Music education and performance at Columbia right. College. Like I'll just cut hair until I'm done with school and uh, whatever, whatever. And then it just it just took off from there. So, man, that's dope. Yeah. So to kind of fast forward because I wanna I wanna. You've gone through most of what all of us have gone through in this industry. You know about the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes, sir. We tend to want to talk about what clippers you're using, you know, what you're doing with your fade and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But do you do you think, from your experience, that sometimes we concentrate so much on the art of the fade and the craft of the fade to avoid doing the hard stuff, which is learn the business. And we think if we, we can outcut bad situations. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, man. I, I see that a lot. Even with some of my own barbers, I see that. Um, I think if you, if you can master, this is the thing, man, this is half of this stuff is just customer service. If you could just master people, you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You could be a C plus barber if you on time, your shop is clean, the lining is not crooked, it's a little sharp, it ain't like you know what I'm saying, <laughs> crazy sharp and you nice, you offer something to drink, and it's a pleasant environment, you're gonna be successful. Yeah. And a lot right. of barbers just thinking it's just about the cut. It's not about the cut, guys. It's yeah. about the the experience. Yes. You gotta sell the experience. Yeah. People that, bro, I'm not the best barber, but I'm going to treat you like you my father or something when you sit in my chair. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get, I'm going to, hey, how you doing? How's everything? I got the same script, bro. I asked everybody the same thing. (laughs) This is my opening. This is how you sit in the chair. What's going on, man? How you doing, Mike? Good. Okay, good. Um, What what are we doing to it today? Man, you know, I'm going to do a a mid-drop fade or I'm going to do a drop fade, a little bit curly on the top. Okay, cool. Um, all right. What is it? It's Monday. How was your Easter? Man, I'm cutting your hair. Da, da, da. Oh, it was great, man. Went to church. Da, 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 da. You know, okay, cool. Yeah, I went to church too. And, uh, you know, just talking, talking. You know, I, I, it's it's a script, but it's genuine, though. Yes. It's a script, but it's, it's genuine. Yes. And it keeps the cut going. I used to could not cut and talk. So that is a thing. No, I can't. Yes, you I can't. I cannot cut and talk. Yeah, I know barbers, they literally cannot do it. They can't. It's a, it is a thing. Um, so I, shout out to y'all that can't do it. I just say, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> okay. But if you, if you get you a couple lines that you just say to every customer, it'll get you through it. It'll help. It really helps. You ain't got to, you know, and so I know barbers that, um, like Mike is one of those guys. Michael say, I don't talk a lot, but if you want to ask me something, I'm here. Da, 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 da. It ain't, you don't make it awkward. I know some barbers that'll make it very awkward to even say anything to them. So my script is now, you know, Person sitting in the chair, say, you know, so how how you wearing it today? They tell me what it is. I like dope, man. I think that's gonna look great on you. And I'm always gonna make a suggestion. I'll be like, hey, you interested in doing uh, 
detox uh, um, um, uh, a detox shampoo with the haircut, you know, uh, they're going to naturally say, what's that? Right. Now I get to explain what the, right. what the benefit is or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? Since you didn't know about it, why don't we just do it just so you can experience it, so you can know what it's right. like. It's on the house. It's on the house. This is customer service, guys. One Go ahead one. and do it. I get them in the chair. I'm like, so once I start the cut, I'm like, so how was your weekend? You really I'm a, let, I'm a, you I'm let try. them talk. Yes. I'm going to try to talk to them. I set my timer for five minutes. Mm-hmm. I ask a question every five minutes. So my Apple Watch is on every five minutes. I'm asking a question mm-hmm. that's piggybacking off what they said. Mm. So I have to be a listener. Yes. And I have to make it seem like, not make it seem, your story is so interesting. Yes. <laughs> that I want to know a little bit more. Now, this is a guy who, who, who said, who admittedly said he struggles to do this naturally. So he has created a system to do this. Like, that's super impressive. I hope somebody get that. Like, for real. Like, seriously, because some people, some barbers really don't think that's important. Right. And it's like it, it is, man. It's, it's super important. You ain't got to be best friends, but just it's part of the experience. It's like I remember, bro, I remember going to the dentist, right? Now, going to the dentist is not like going to the barbershop. You're vulnerable, but it's a whole other level of being vulnerable at the dentist, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's inside your mouth, you know what I'm saying? And I remember when I went to go see this lady, and uh, she was my hygienist or whatever. She was cleaning my teeth, and she just made me feel like my teeth was like the worst. She didn't even say anything, but just her vibe. She wasn't talking. She wasn't like, and it just made me feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, and for a second, I'm like, so is this what some customers feel like? Like Mm. when barbers do that, Mm. you know what I mean? Like when barbers, they just don't want to, like you just, what you getting done, bro? What? what? You got a picture? All right. Uh, All right, sit down, man. I got you. It's just like, do right. you do you want to work today? Do you want to be here? Right. You know, and so that's that's important, man. That that exchange of energy, man, is it's important. It's big for what we do. Yeah. So I salute you, my friend, for <laughs> like doing that, creating a system every five minutes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, how was your weekend? How was this? So that's <laughs> impressive, man. That's yeah. I mean, so uh, is this? I'm I'm really big on. By any means necessary, I gotta get. I gotta get it done. Yeah, it didn't dawn on me until I got into the career that I picked a job that is relying on me doing the one thing <laughs> that you. <laughs> <laughs> because at first it was about the haircut. You're right, it was just about the haircut. Yeah, you're like, I'm just gonna cut your hair, right? I don't need to talk to you. Right. Yeah. So you you. I'm assuming business got really good for you where you got really comfortable. Yes. Yes. Really comfortable. Doing well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing really well. Take care of your family? Yes, sir. No complaints. Your family sleep well at night? Every night. That's the only thing that really matters. I don't. Well, we got a baby now. So, you know, other than that, we sleep pretty good. (laughs) What would give you the audacity Mm -hmm. to say, I'm going to take this good situation Mm -hmm. I'm finna uproot it and go to another place. It's <sighs> a long-winded question. So, man, uh, so I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. So, my wife and I have been wanting to relocate for a long time. We've been looking in different cities for a while, and so we never really found that one place. We've been to Atlanta, been to uh, Los Angeles. We went to Dallas. I went to Dallas. Been to Florida a bunch of times, and. Um, Went to Phoenix, and nothing really stuck, really, man. And so we went went on vacation last year, went to Naples, Florida, and just fell in love with the city, like, really. And I'm like, I had never been to Florida where it felt like it didn't feel like Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, some parts are just like, this is definitely Florida. It's super country. Everybody <laughs> just tripped out, right? Everything wet, and you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. But that's some parts are just like that. And I assume the whole state was like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we went back again and went up and drove up to Tampa. And I was just like, whoa, this is this is really dope. Gave me like Oprah vibes. And it's very family-friendly city. And so that's where we're going. We're moving to Tampa, Florida. And uh, to answer your question, what gave me the audacity? I have a successful shop. I'm serving in the church. 
Um, everything is great here. Everything is good. I don't have no complaints. My business is great. But I think what gave me the audacity to want to do this is COVID changed my whole mindset, bro. It truly did. Mm. Um, the pandemic changed me, like, in a way where it made me more courageous to live because mm. with the stroke of a pen, somebody took my business away for yeah. three months. Like, literally yeah. said I, I couldn't work anymore. And so, and this isn't nothing to do with politics or nothing, but that, uh, that you know, being able to, like, I told you I didn't want to feel that feeling again. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to feel like somebody had that much control over me. And so, over the over time, it just, I remember sitting with my wife, and we were just talking about the idea of relocating, what that would look like. And she's like, well, babe, you can't leave your clients. I mean, you've you've built this thing all the way up, and, you know, what are you going to do? And and I said, I'm going to start over. I'm going to start over. I'm I'm a good barber. I don't. I'm not starting over like skill wise. <laughs> like, right. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm like, if I get into a good shop, I think in six months, I'll be all right in six months. And so um, I feel really confident about that. Not in a cocky, you know, I'm the best, come down and I'm going to show them how to do it. There's some monsters in Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to be a part of a team, a new team, or start my own shop. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going back and forth about it, but I just, I, I want to live, bro. I want to experience life on a different, in a different place. Um, and I think my business being here has chained me to, to this place. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want to live. I don't want to live with regrets. I don't want to be 55 years old and be like, all right, I think it's time to go to Florida now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know what I'm saying? My back is all out. All right. You know, I don't want to do that, bro. Like, and I, and I trust in God, man. I think God got me. Here and I think he's calling me to a new place, and I feel real strong about that. He's confirmed the move over and over again to me and my wife, and I have a, a excellent group of barbers who I trust, and that that's half the battle right there. Like yeah. having a good a good team um, that I know that'll be there every day that I know that's going to take care of the clients. That's that's huge. So they are they are really um, enabling me to do this. You know what I'm saying? In full confidence and and. Um, and I'm hiring anybody. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, Mike is hiring, too. Yes, I'm you definitely know, God, hiring. God, dog, man. Uh, Where the, the chair that Johnny is yes, at, right there. It's going to be your chair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Huh. So, um, um, but yeah, man, I, I think uh, I want a new start uh, and a new, in a new place. I want to experience 85 degrees every day. <laughs> it snowed last night. Yes, it did. I woke up to that snow. I just cop. couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is Easter, man. What's going on? Um, and uh, I think I'm I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. You have any fears? Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, fears is I get down there, and it's really slow, or it's not what I anticipated, or my barbershop back home starts to decline. Yeah. Um, I know I bring a big burst of energy there. My, my place um, so I've been talking with my barbers and getting them prepared mentally and emotionally for that when I leave and so that's a big you know can they take care of the clients you know what I mean all, all my clients per se I believe they can you know but customers have their people just want Mike they just want Johnny they just want yeah. this person you know and I get that yeah. you know so um, but I I feel like God has called me bro yeah. I really feel like that and this is not to be over spiritual but I really feel like I'm supposed to be there in Tampa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's, it's this is, I got to trust him right now. All right. It don't make sense. Yeah. But I really believe it. And he's opened up doors. We got the place that we want. We live in the area that we want. It's like, I don't believe in coincidences, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. And I'm going to try to document the whole experience. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Would you say, based off what I'm hearing you saying, because you've allowed your mind to be able to explore the worst that could happen. Yep. And then you compare the worst that can happen with the call that you feel. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's 
that's what allows you to push forward. Yeah, I think I think it's not as detrimental as people may think. Because people, obviously, people have been asking me, bro, what? You leaving the shot? No, it's not, it's not that detrimental. Like, I'm a barber. Like, that's what makes what we do amazing. So oh, I can yeah. plug up my clippers anywhere. You know, if God forbid something happens to my shop, um, you know, the worst that can happen, I told my wife, we, we, we literally got a, a, a spreadsheet of pros and cons. Like, what's the like, absolute worst thing that can go wrong with this? And the worst thing is we really don't like it and we want to move back home. That's lit. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's just said that people do that. People go to cities. I know I had a client who moved to Houston, no, moved to Dallas, and he came back in six months. He's like, it's just not for me. I thought it was, but it's just not for me. And I, I'm okay with that. That's life. I don't feel I'm like, and, and you know, my wife is, but I don't want there to be any, you know, we got kids and we got, yeah, we do, we do. And I think if we could just grind it out until Corey's done with school, if we like really don't like it, we just come back home. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. to me, that's, I'm okay with that. Now. <laughs> I don't want to live and not experience it. You know what I'm saying? I just want to go do it. Your younger self. Yeah. Do you think you would have been able to do it five years ago? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I, I always had it. Everybody does, right? Every If you live here, born and raised in Chicago, I, it's almost 80% of people you ask, if they could leave right now, if money wasn't a problem, they would leave. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah, it's unfortunate. We, a lot of people leave in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? But five years ago, me, no. I wouldn't have did. I was too afraid. I was afraid. Yeah. I felt like, no, this is my shop. How am I, how, what am I going to do? What is it? You know? Yeah. I, and I get it. That's, and that's legit. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of people in different situations. But do you I, think sometimes uh, uh, our confidence is more in what we could physically do in the moment rather than having a big picture view? Totally. Totally. You think it, you could just go to the shop and just cut all day and just, you'll be all right. And it's like, you know, you may not, though. It ain't nothing. I told her, like, my wife, she was like, well, what do you think you could be making the first couple months? And I'm like, the old me would have been like, oh, I'm going to go in there and kill it. It's going to be straight. We're going to be good. But now the more older me, the mature me is like, mm, I don't know. I don't really know. I think I'll make this amount, that amount. But, you know, I'm sure I have to spend a couple more nights in the, in the shop than I would want to, than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'll get back to you on that, you know? And so I'm just, because I get it. I understand. I'm older, I'm older now, more mature, and I'm, I'm ambitious, but a little more wise and realistic. You know what I'm saying? Realistic, like, you know, my, my baseline goal is like three grand, right? That's the, like a, the least I want to make. But I was like, I don't know if I could make that the first couple months. We'll see. I'd be great if I'm in a shop and everybody's feeding clients and we're just, I'm able to take any and everybody, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to just skip over the fact that you say your baseline is three grand. Yeah. yeah. When we have an industry full of, especially around local Chicago land where they just want to get to that first thousand. Mm-hmm. How hard was it for you to get to that first thousand? The first thousand a month? It was hard, bro. It was very hard. It was it was very hard. Um, I had to, I had a lot of help along the way, but I had to get to, I had a lot of fears. I had a lot of, Eric's going to tell you, used to, oh, used to, used to irritate him because I was not the jump out the window barber. Like, you put a new client in my chair and they want color, and I never did color. I'm not doing the color. <laughs> That's just, I, I'm not doing it. I don't know. I'm not doing it. Uh, and some barbers are just way more ambitious mm-hmm. early on than I was. Uh, but yeah, it took a it took a minute. But I remember when I first got it, bro. It was a great, great feeling. So that so the idea of the first the first thousand was far reached. So when somebody was talking about a thousand dollars in a week, that was that was, bro. That was like not even comprehensible <laughs> for for a minute. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't because. I didn't think barbers could make that much money, even as a barber. I was cutting yeah. for a couple of years, and I didn't think I could ever make that much money. You know what I'm saying? Haircuts was, we was all around $27, $30 yeah. at the higher end, 35 Yeah. 
You know, and so you gotta think about how many heads you gotta cut yeah. to get to the Yeah, top. and bro, I just think think it was possible and you know, and then when I started doing it, I was doing it, but I was still working my tail off doing it and I didn't like that. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm making it all right, I'm making it every week with no problem now, I'm making it. But like I said, close to that pandemic time, bro, it it changed. The, 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 everything changed. It 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 uh enhanced our value to a way I never thought we would get to. Even though it's a lot of barbers was already getting it, um, but you know some guys didn't capitalize off of that. I did. I had I had clients willing to pay me anything during the quarantine time. Mm-hmm. And I listen. I'll come to your house. I'll pay you two hundred dollars. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like now? After ten years? You know what I'm saying? Um, so it. You know, now it's just like the one thing I was worried about. I'm sorry, we all over the place. But the, another fear was I was looking at what these guys charge down down south, and I'm like, ten dollar lines. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I wasn't expecting you to say that, bro. But I found some guys that's charging what I'm charging around that fifty dollar, sixty dollar mark. So I'm good, but. I seen a couple of $20, $20, $15 joints. I said, oh, no, this thing, I can't do this. I'm going to be in, I ain't going to, how we going to, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'd rather work at Target or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to have to shoot at this point, <laughs> right? But um, I ain't got nothing against Target, but um, <laughs> I used to work there. Um, but, yeah, man, so that was that was definitely a fear, but I found some guys that's charging what I'm charging in that same range. And I asked myself, am I going to go down there and try to charge less and then work my way up? And I'm like, no, nah, bro. No. Nah. No. Nah. The, the price the price is the price. Yep. That's it. And yesterday's price, price is not, not today's, today's price. price. <laughs> Who is this new dude from Chicago? Hey, sit down and find out. <laughs> exactly. So, sit down and find out. So, but yeah, man. Yeah. So, one of the things that I appreciate most about what you have brought to local Chicago land mm. is this the way that you have with people. Mm. Is is it? I know that it's genuine, mm. but is it a business strategy, or do you really find that much value in people and relationships? Um, I would say both. It is it is natural for me to be you know um, where I am with people, but it's it's definitely a business strategy too because there's so much value in relationships. Mm. There's value, bro, uh, um, and you know as a barber, like there's certain clients that just take you to the next level, and you don't even know who they you don't know who these people are. And I've learned over the years, you just keep that relationship good, keep that relationship yeah. good. Um, the Bible says that um, your name is greater than riches. You know what I'm saying? And so I really believe in that. And it's true. If your if your name is trash out here, not as a trash barber, but as a person, yeah, then um you can't you you probably won't be successful with anything. So I believe if you if you got a good reputation, man, that's that's what keeps you. And I'm trying I'll teach my barbers that. Like be don't the the person you are behind the chair, that you know what I'm trying to say, um your your name like who you are as a person will will remain, but who you are as a barber, they can re- everybody cuts hair. You yeah. go get a haircut from your uncle in the basement, but it's it's you that they gonna remember. It's yeah. like are you treating them with kindness and love and respect and making it safe for their wives to bring their kids in and all of that. Mm-hmm. That's what they are gonna remember. It's not about the haircut. They really not gonna remember the haircut. A lot of people don't know that. Like right. it's not about the cut. It's not about it's, the it's cut. you. It's Mike. I'm going to see Mike. Going to see Griff, going to see Cam, going to see Chris. I'm promoting my barbers. Going to yeah. see Beth, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and so you know, it's 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 you as a person, yeah. and uh, barbering just really just unlocked that for me. I've always been a genuine dude, not perfect, but just always been a genuine person. But barbering really just because I want you to I want you to enjoy your experience. I want you to like what you you know. I'm a servant, you know, yeah. and so a lot of barbers don't understand that. Like, if you get that part of it, like you're a servant, you know what I'm saying? You're not a waiter. You're a servant. Yeah. A waiter just dropped the food off. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't really interact with you. It's like, you have the chicken? Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a servant is like, you know, a person that's asking you what you're getting and how you want it and and all of that, you know. So. So, we're going to be, we're going to be wrapping it up. Um, one of the other things that I think you really did that, that, that tripped me out that, Believe it or not, like I didn't just think that was possible. Mm-hmm. I actually avoided it. I mentioned earlier that I was going to go to college as a music major. Mm-hmm. Uh, music is my first love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my grandmother, God bless her heart, she would be like, you, you know, you, you, sh- you sure you want to just don't want to keep playing organ at your grandfather's church? You know, he, you know, I, I know he's paying at least $400 cash every week. Mm-hmm. It shows what she thought about what I was doing. Right. And um, she just, you know, she didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But it did something to me because it it was like, I already got to hear it from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Then to hear something from my grandmother, Hitler. I was determined, oh, I'm going I'm to I'm prove that this barbering works. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I neglected everything else. Mm. Everything else that I love. All my other passions and things yep. that I was interested in. Yep. And you didn't. Mm. Mm. Not only do you have the name Duke and Cut, mm-hmm. you go by another name. Mm-hmm. You want to introduce yourself as, as, <laughs> as your alter ego? <laughs> oh, Jay Griff. Uh, I'm an artist, a rapper, producer. Um, heck, now I'm a preacher. I don't know what's going on. Yes, that's the it's other whole thing, bro. It's, it's crazy. God is just doing a lot of things. Congrats man. on that too. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, man. It's music is me, man. It's it's who I am, and uh, it's it, it ain't nothing that I try to do. I just do it, bro. It's just it's natural. But I definitely had a season of that though, for sure. So I, I identify with that. I definitely had a a couple years where I was just was wasn't doing anything else creatively but cutting hair. Yeah. And I know, that, and there is a time to just kind of. Lock in on your craft and and get better and you know what I'm saying. But um, I just wasn't myself when I was when I had that burnout stage. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't myself, man. And it's like I I need to. This is who I am. This is who God called me to be. And so if I'm not walking in who I am naturally, then I'm gonna feel all. I'm not gonna feel right. And so I'm glad that you you know you're exploring other other ways of creativity. And um, barbering is just a foundation. Yeah. You know? But one thing I had to do is I had to get over the dream of making it musically. You know what I'm saying? Because early on, I was like, no, this is this is it. This is all I'm doing. And you know what I'm saying? Even starting in the barbershop, I'm just waiting on God to sign me to a record deal. You know, <laughs> hey, Lecrae, I'm over here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it. I, it re- I realized real quick, like, no, nah, it's not even because I'm not talented. It's just it wasn't my it wasn't what God had for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, but I still could be obedient, still write songs, still produce and put out music. You know, but yeah, I enjoy it, man. It's just, I tell everybody, man, find something else that you're good at. Do that. You know what I mean? I encourage Beto to, he's taking up photography and he got his camera and doing that. I'm like, do it, bro. Like, barbers are artists. And I and I love guys like uh, Los Cutted and, yeah. um, you know, even um, who else is, there's so many guys out there, man, that's doing like a lot of artsy sort of barbering mm-hmm. um and that's i just think it's taking the, the craft to a whole new new level bro nice. like a whole new level like i was telling them at the shop like man like 10 years ago like two that was it 2022 2012 like nobody was getting fades like that then it right. was fades but it was like ball fades yeah but all of these like drop fades and mid fades and fades uh, burst curves and then burst burst yeah, fades yeah, like yes that was not a thing. It was like it was like even all over his ball face, light taper in the back. It was the haircuts was very basic then. We weren't even using spritz. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Man, some of I know I wasn't. I was lining mugs up dry. <laughs> <laughs> and your liners had to be. Yeah. We was, we was creating the white line without spritz. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Sometimes red lines. Yes, a lot of red lines, especially <laughs> when the Promates came out. You remember them? Yes. The Promate blade? Yep. That copper blade, I was slicing and dicing everybody, bro. Yep. 
Yeah, so yeah, it's <laughs> for real. That's funny. That's mm-hmm. funny, man. So I'm I'm super proud of you. I'm I'm super proud to say that that I I, I know you as as a barber in this in this in this city that that I you know that I love. Appreciate it, man. But most importantly, like you, you my brother, like yes, sir. And you're not my little brother. Yes, sir. Like, and, and in a lot of regards, you big bro because. <laughs> Cause you you brought an energy that we didn't have at Try Me. We didn't mm. have at PhD. Mm. You brought you brought um you, you know and even though you didn't work in those environments with us, mm-hmm. are you still a customer at that point? Right. Yep. Yep. You 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 still I feel like you're a part of that tribe, right? Uh, totally, man. Uh, I'm a yeah. I'm a disciple, bro. I'm definitely a PhD. <laughs> Um, I come from that stock. Uh, y'all had the first shop I've been to, and at that time I was probably early twenties, maybe late late teenage, eighteen, nineteen. Y'all had the only shop that I could go to any chair because every it was a thing back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't sit in Buddy chair. You can't sit in. He just started. Definitely can't sit in his chair. But at PhD, man, you was good. If you know Erskine yeah. in the back eating while he got two clients in the chair. You got Oz charging thirty dollars. That was unheard of. Then you got Mike, quiet guy. He gonna get you in and out. You had Darnell. Uh, Y'all had some guys, bro. It was like any. I think everybody cut my hair there at one point. So it was cool. And that's when I started to think about what type of shop I wanted. I wanted a shop like that. So now I've been really selling that to my clients. Like, so who can I go to? Like anybody, literally anybody. I'm matching people off personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I even brought you up. I got a couple guys I'm going to send your way that's like, man, they think, I don't know, man. I'm like, bro, all right, I got to back up. He's going to charge you. Yeah, I, you know what? I got a special link for that's going to be for your clients yes. because I'm going to change something drastically on oh, the website. Gosh. He's not cha- He's not taking any new clients. This is going to hurt. That's fact. I'm oh, God. Take any new <laughs> like, like, I only got like two that, that but pe- people you personally know, though, that. Yeah. That that'll be like, but I'm gonna have something special for them. Yes, if they go on the website and book, everything starts at a hundred dollars. Yes, that's the end. That's the end of the interview right there. <laughs> we done. We done. <laughs> we yeah. done. I'm, yes. I'm because so you know my work schedule. You know yeah. how, how how I've been doing. Yes, sir. What you don't know is, well, I might have mentioned this to you a couple of weeks ago, but I try to raise my prices whenever Mike raises his. Uh, but <laughs> go ahead. Eight weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I've been finishing up my last client around three thirty. Look at you, man. Look at you. <laughs> hold on, man. Let's hold on. We gotta. We gotta <laughs> hold on, Mike. <laughs> hey, clap, man. Clap, man. Come on, Mike. Y'all don't know, okay? This brother be in the shop like what I just did this past Saturday, starting at five a.m., leaving at eight. Regular Saturday. He's been doing that for years. So, <laughs> shout out to your back. Tuesday, I've been getting out of here at 6.30. Okay. Get home Wednesday, for Wednesday, I've been getting out at 6.30. Come on, Mike. Come on. It's Friday, I've been getting out at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Okay. And my sales haven't gone down. They were going up. They went up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that just leaves me with that. I feel like barbers that are still charging $30, $35. The reason why you're still charging $30, $35 because you're still charging $30, $35. And, and I, we're going to have a whole other hour on this. But, <laughs> bro, like, you know, I encourage guys to be honest about your prices. Be honest. Like, if you're not a $50 guy, don't charge nobody fifty dollars because that comes with a different level of responsibility. Yep. I think it's 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 incredibly insulting to have somebody pay fifty to sixty dollars and you're not on time. You know, now when I mean on time, I mean like maybe they can wait five minutes, three minutes while you dusting off your last client and they're about to right. get in the chair. But if you got people waiting thirty five, forty minutes yep. for a sixty dollar service, that's 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 unprofessional and you're making us all look bad. Yep. So. Get better with your time management and get people in the chair. But be honest about your service. Like, I try to add it when I raise my prices to 50, 55, 
um, I added in a hot towel with every client. Mm -hmm. So every single person gets, you know, a hot towel, razor finish, uh, maybe some light enhancements if need be. Mm -hmm. um, because I was doing that anyway, but because some some people just need a little bit of enhancement just to make the cut pop. Yep. Um, and as an artist, you like I want to give them that look, but I don't want to. It's I paid thirty dollars for these freaking <laughs> for these fibers, yep. and I can't just give them for give them away for free. Um, so you got to build that into your your price structure. But but yeah, man, that's I'm proud of this dude. He didn't got his time back. <laughs> Yeah. Mike had a, a air mattress in here. This <laughs> and and, and, I, and I think that's why I don't feel so like drained even doing this because yeah. I'm supposed to be recovering on Monday. But I yeah. I feel yeah. I feel pretty good. Um, eventually, I'm I'm gonna really start taking my health mm -hmm. even more serious. I gotta get rid of the barber belly. I'm with you. I got it. I'm with you, bro. I gotta <laughs> get rid of this COVID COVID dad bod. <laughs> you know, um, I think moving to a warmer climate is going to just really make that a little easier to get out and go for walks and do different things and stuff. So, um, last question: How in instrumental have your children been in in you as as a barber and as a man? Oh my gosh, Mike, that's huge. Uh, it's my sons, man, my firstborn, my, my little guy, they make me. They 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 inspire me. Um, Corey was my first client. You know what I'm saying? And I always tell him, like when I open up my suite, he was my first client there. I'm like, and even in the barbershop, he was my first client. And uh, I always thank him. I'm like, if you weren't here, I don't know if I would be a barber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just, I wouldn't. So uh, your kids really reveal... Uh, you the real you. Mm -hmm. You know they really they really reveal the real you, and they bring out something in you you didn't know you had. Uh, I remember my, when I called my dad and I told him my wife was pregnant. Willaris was pregnant. We weren't married at the time. Um, and I'm like, Dad, you better be a granddad. You you ready? You finna be a granddad? I was all excited. He brought me all the way back down to earth. And he was like, All right, you ready? I'm like, Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm yeah, I'm finna be a, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, this This kid either going to make you or break you, you know. And I've seen him break a lot of men. He said, but this is it's time to step up now. It's time to, because at that time I was going through these different odd jobs. I was working. I wasn't, didn't have a career. Kind of all over the place. And so Corey really helped me to focus on, like, pick something. Yes. Pick something and go for that and be great at that. So my boys are the reason why we work so hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're the reason right. why we you know, we are trying different things. And I think uh, going down to Florida and seeing how uh, seeing how the pandemic impacted my son, you know, being in home, being in the house for two years and not really being around friends and not really experiencing high school, it hurt me, you know, and see him down, down south really just swimming and just being outside and wanting to be outside and just inspired him and inspired me. Like, I'm like, we need to, I need to give him this. Yeah. As I need to gift him this. Like, this is, and the kids uh, down there, they they never stopped going to school. They never all of the restrictions and stuff. They didn't have a lot of that here down there, and so that played a big part too. And uh, I just want to create a better life for them. You know what I'm saying? And and they, my boys are they they everything. And my little guy, he just he just runs my house right now, you know. <laughs> and so um, they're the reason why we, you know, work so hard, man. So my boys was played a huge part. Yeah. in my career and just kind of the decisions and where I'm going. And, and we had his blessing. Everybody's asking, so how does Corey feel about the move? He's in high school. Is it? Now, but these kids are not the same as we was. The mm -hmm. thought of leaving East in the middle of my, I would have, I don't know what I would have did. I was, you know, ingratiated with my friends at the time. But so yeah. with these, with the Gen Z uh, generation, yeah, that's y'all, nephew. <laughs> um, they don't, um, they don't view friendships and stuff the same way we did they don't they're virtual everything is virtual everything is online it's like look as long as we got the internet i can play my play my game with my friends i'm fine mm -hmm. you know it's not the same and so we we really got his blessing on it and uh we wouldn't have we, if he said he didn't want to leave we wouldn't have so wow yeah we would have stayed for him we would have stayed because he got two more years left and he'd be done so that's pretty dope uh, so if you made it all the way to the end of this Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you so much for listening.
to the first episode of the Cuts and Culture Podcast. Hope you got something from that. Hope you was inspired and it inspired you to pursue your dream. Feel free to follow us on all our socials on Twitter, on Facebook, as well as Instagram at Cuts and Culture Pod. All right. Take care. Thank you. God bless.